Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is Friday, April 7th of the year 2023. Much has been happening in Israel this Friday. I need to bring you up to date quickly on all. Last week when I shared with you, we're in the season now where we have Ramadan for the Muslims, Passover and the Feast of Unleavened for the Jews and for the Messianics, and we also have Easter week here for the Christians. All of that religious activity obviously is focused in Jerusalem and the events that are taking place in the Holy Land. This particular week, when the Muslims came for prayer at the Temple Mount and up to the mosque, and they had a huge crowd of them coming for Ramadan for their prayers, a group of Palestinian youth decided to go in with fireworks and set off fireworks inside the mosque, frightening the people who'd come for prayer, thinking that there was gunfire and all kinds of turmoil. And as you can imagine, there was great chaos that took place on the Temple Mount. Many people were trying to flee. The police were trying to arrest the people that were causing the problem. And about 350 Palestinians ended up being arrested in the process. Now, Hamas down in Gaza decided to time this also. And by the way, this whole thing seems to have been orchestrated. So Hamas started launching rockets out of Gaza into southern Israel. And as you can imagine, the IDF responded when they usually do that with aircraft strikes into the Gaza Strip hitting several strongholds for Hamas that's in the Gaza area, only to have on the Lebanese border, Hamas elements amongst the Palestinians that are on that border, they started launching rockets, and there was some 34-some rockets that was launched out of Lebanon into northern Israel. 25 of them were shot down by the Iron Dome system. Five of them, though, did strike in Israel. And again, the IDF, the Air Force, went up and struck in targets in Lebanon that has to do with Hamas strongholds that are up there. And as a result, the Lebanese government is going to the UN Security Council because they didn't like the fact that Israel was hitting Lebanon to go after them. Netanyahu had to convene a security cabinet meeting, emergency security cabinet meeting, to collect what the entire IDF response would be. Now, inside of the land of Israel, instead of at the borders, in the Jordan Valley just south of the Galilee, there was a mother and two daughters traveling in their car when suddenly Palestinians started shooting at them, killed the two daughters, the car wrecked, and so they murdered some Jewish people up there. There's other breakouts that happened in Jerusalem, in East Jerusalem. Palestinians firebombed Jewish homes. There, the, there were policemen being attacked and shootings, multiple shootings in Jerusalem and in the area. Turmoil everywhere in the country. Some of those rockets that came out of Lebanon were going over and hitting near the Sea of Galilee where tourists are visiting. Down in the south, in the Negev, there was Bedouin, Palestinian folks down there. They started throwing rocks at tourist buses that were traveling through the area. 
just turmoil and chaos all throughout the entire country. The IDF has now called up its reservists for all pilots, drone operators, and they're getting ready for a major military operation. And they're anticipating that there's going to be even further problems with this happening. The government has also called upon Israeli citizens who have permits to carry weapons to open carry, and everyone's carrying a weapon now in the land for protection of, of the folks that are going on there. The, while that's all going on with the Palestinians and enemies of Israel, national enemies, we've got this incredible religious conflict going on as you've been tracking for many weeks now the judicial reform law. It has been suspended, and as I shared with you before, the major reason why this law was so many Jews were so upset with it is for the first time we have a coalition government that's very conservative, <clears throat> that is clearly in the majority, and the religious parties are a part of that. And the religious parties have let it be known that when they straighten out the Supreme Court so certain laws will go through, that they have a whole bunch of religious laws they want to institute. And in fact, they've already been throwing bills up to the Knesset, and this is causing great concern in the land. Not the least of which are bills, for example, that during the Feast of Unleavened, that only unleavened bread or matzah be served in hospitals during that time frame. No hamets, no, no leavened into it. And of course, there's a bunch of Jews, they're secular Jews. They don't want to follow those restrictions that the government is trying to institute. As you may have heard from last week, a couple of Knesset members put in a bill so that would prohibit any teaching of the Christian faith to anyone in the public. And of course, that bill's not going to go anywhere, but it's again, you know, it's the religious parties trying to enforce religious law onto the rest of the land. And the, the liberal elements within Israel, such as those that are in support of homosexual and lesbian rights, they're all scared to death that the religious parties are going to pass laws outlawing them and prohibiting their activity. And by the way, they, they are thinking rightly true because that's where the religious parties are coming from. The, this being the Passover season, there was a Haggadah that we used. That's the, the Seder book that we used to keep the Passover. It was published in Israel widespread. And there's a part in the Haggadah where it's called the four questions. And part of the cup of instruction is you have these four type of children asking questions about Passover and how you're supposed to instruct them. Well, one of the children is referred to as the wicked child. And the wicked child says, what is this? And the answer is that we should speak to that child harshly and tell them to follow the commandments of the Lord. Well, they published this Haggadah all widespread, and they referred to the wicked child as a secular child. So basically, the religious were seeing this Haggadah, if you're secular in Israel, you're wicked. And as you can imagine, there was a huge backlash to that with the uh, just carrying that out. On top of that, why well, there was some Jews that were arrested going up on the Temple Mount attempting to sacrifice a lamb which brings attention to the, the, all of this turmoil is circulating around the Temple Mount.
and what to do at the Temple Mount and what should be done there at the Temple Mount. All of these conflicts are con completely consistent with what we understand the end time prophecy. We know the Temple Mount's going to be the focal point of great consternation. We have a coalition government that is in the majority and is trying to influence that, trying to do that. The prophecy clearly says there is a day coming in which the Jews will be on the Temple Mount, they will rebuild the altar, and they will be doing the daily sacrifice. They'll be doing a morning lamb and an evening lamb. But it also says, once it's up and running, that other forces will come against them to shut it down. In other words, it describes, the prophecy describes at the end, this incredible conflict over the Temple Mount and whether there's an altar with animal sacrifice or not. Well, we can see the whole atmosphere right now in Israel is exactly about that. Those are all of the things that are indicating to us that we're soon approaching the days of the Great Tribulation. These are all the issues associated with the start of the Great Tribulation according to the prophecy. So we continue to watch that. Now, just to add to all of the turmoil that's going on in Israel with its borders and with its people, the Biden administration through the State Department has clearly now taken all the covers off. They are in a full-scale program to change the Netanyahu government. Even though it is the majority government, according to a democratic process within Israel, they're trying to upend Netanyahu's government and coalition. They are funding minority political parties. They are funding the protests that are going on in Israel. And they're promoting the turmoil in Israel. The United States of America and the Biden administration. So, so much for so-called the United States is the friend of the Netanyahu government. They clearly just want to control Israel as to what they want to do. The, there was a recent statement that was made by one of the members of the Israeli government when it became very obvious about this conflict between Biden and Netanyahu that they said that, the, that the, Israel can defend itself. Well, they're trying desperately to walk that statement back because the fact of the matter is that Israel relies very extensively on strategic support from, Israel, from the United States for weapons, and so they can maintain the qualitative edge militarily within that region. The U.S., of course, when they heard about the rocket fire and so forth, made a public statement that Israel has the right to defend itself. But when it came to the turmoil on the Temple Mount, instead of supporting Israel trying to maintain order, they said, well, we're very concerned about things that are happening on the Temple Mount, which gave kind of a soft approach to the Palestinians in support of them. One commentator right now is saying in Israel that at this moment we have unrelenting incitement going on throughout the entire nation. Israel's position right now has been stated very clearly that the security services are saying anyone disrupting the public order is going to be arrested and that there will be freedom of worship for all people including Muslims and if, if Palestinians are interfering with their worship Israel will maintain the order to assure that they can 
Same thing with Christians, same thing with the Jews. And at the same time, while all that's going on, they're trying to open the discourse with all the people that are at odds, get the dialogue going, get things back to a peaceful state in the state of Israel, but great difficulty at the moment for all of that. So let's step back for a moment and ask yourself, what, what exactly is going to happen? What is all of this tell us about? The, as I shared with you before, the Bible has a lot to say about the very conflict that we see bubbling in Israel around the Temple Mount. If I could use this analogy for the moment, it's a little bit like we got a football game going on. And you and I know what the final score is going to be. The home team is going to win. However, we're in the midst of the game right now. And by the way, our team has had a couple of balls intercepted. We fumbled the ball a couple of times. The, 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 the enemy, the opposition is scoring points. And, and it's not looking good for us in the game at the moment. But we know the final score. We know who's going to win in the end. And the same thing can be told <clears throat> concerning us, concerning what's going on in Israel. The Bible's very clear about these prophecies of the end of the age. It's very clear the turmoil that will be coming, the great tribulation. But it also is emphatically clear about God returning and establishing his kingdom and there being judgment and reconciliation for all of these things. So while we see this great controversy that's building right now in Israel focused on the Temple Mount, we need to continue to watch because these are the very prophecies that the Lord has told us that would be happening in the period called the beginning of the sorrows and just prior to the great tribulation. Let me step back also again another step. Let's talk about our own country. As you know, the general citizenry and what is common knowledge now amongst most of us is that our country has become lawless. There are threats from every neighbor. People are having difficulty being able to walk down the street now because of the danger associated. Our borders are open. They're not closed. We literally are having an invasion of people coming from all nations of the world and crossed our borders and coming into the United States and the government tolerating and putting up with it. It's also very clear to the average citizen that our government is completely incompetent and with intention to do incompetent things, not following our own laws. These citizens are becoming afraid. Gun sales are skyrocketing. People are arming themselves. We have more guns in this country than we got citizens. We're, we're also hearing word about financial concerns, about the possibility of a financial collapse. of our, And we've heard about some bank closures that have taken place. There are all kinds of financial advisors advising people that the country is getting ready to go to digital money as part of this global reset business that's going on. Government corruption, particularly within the institutions of the government, is now becoming common knowledge. And the evidence is coming in. The, our own government is lying to us and not reporting facts. Uh, and they're trying to control the situation, but it's out of control, and they can't keep the information back from us. By the way, 
just to show you an example of how this all works, where the DOD and the White House put together an analysis, if you remember the Afghanistan withdrawal, you know, when Biden said, let's get out of Afghanistan, you saw the big C-17 trying to take off and everybody's hanging off the edges of the airplane, that debacle, they've done an analysis on it. You'll be happy to know they blamed Trump for it. That's how ridiculous our government has become. And on the foreign policy front with President Biden, you'll love to hear this. He's floating the idea of a new agreement with Iran in which he'll reduce sanctions to get their cooperation. And part of it is we'll limit Iran to only enriching uranium to 60%. And here we are trying to negotiate with Iran again. And, and the whole deal was dead months ago, and Biden is still trying to do that. For it. Let, me, uh, let me share a personal anecdote. The other day, my wife and I, we were at a doctor's office, and when we got done with the doctor, we were setting up another appointment. We met a 22-year-old young lady. She was working in the doctor's office, and in a very short few moments, she began to voice and express concern about what's going on in the world and in her country. And my wife asked her, are you a believer? And she said, yes, she was. At which point, you know, both of us began to share with her, you do not be afraid. God knows what's going on here. You know, the prophecies say that. He has an end plan. We're going to be delivered. We're going to be saved out of this, although we are going to see this world go into this great turmoil. And the, there's, she's not, there's a lot of you out there right now looking at the world situation, these reports I'm giving, and I know you're concerned. It's okay to be concerned, but I don't want you to be fearful to the point that it debilitates you. We have a God that's bigger than all of this, and he has a plan. And he knows who we are, and he knows everything that's going on in the world right now, so we should be putting our confidence in him. Now, let me, let me just kind of draw a conclusion here for you and make an affirmative statement to you. It is very clear that God is getting to the point where enough is enough. We know he's getting upset. We know we're coming to the end. And we know what he has said he's going to do to clean this mess up. This is a time to obey the Lord. The reason I say that is because this is a time to be faithful to the Lord. It's true that by faith we're saved, but we also say after you're saved, you're supposed to be faithful. Well, what does exactly does that mean, being faithful? That means you obey the Lord. That means you follow his commandments and you keep his commandments, and you wait on the Lord. The Lord is in charge of the universe. He's in charge of this world. It belongs to him. And believe me, he's not slack in keeping his promises. He will be dealing with this. But in the meantime, we are to remain faithful and wait on him. So that's our word of exhortation to you this week. Shalom to all of you. Enjoy your matzah this week. Thank you, everyone, who listens to our podcast here at Line of Land Ministries. I want to remind you.
You can get our podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, and wherever you like to download your podcast. Thank you for being a part of our program and listening to what we have to say.